0: You're listening to The Traffic and Funnel Show. What's going on, folks? This is Alan, producer of The TNF Show. And this week, we're kicking off a new series with marketing technologist Phil Stewart. He's teaching on how to hack your competitor's traffic. He digs into his story of getting into marketing and the what, why, and how of traffic hacking, and going over why this is a good practice, softwares to use, and analyzing and aggregating data with UTMs. If you got a topic you want to hear more about and get further insight on, email us at podcast and traffic and funnels.com. All right, let's get to the show.
1: Starting this off, um, I really just kind of wanted to go into super basic. What do you do? What does your average day-to-day look like? and Maybe even your big weekly three things that you do.
0: Mm. Mm, that's a good segue into kind of the mindset of how we treat our time and how we treat um, our expectation of time, especially inside of EW. Or traffic and funnels for those who are here. There's a lot of the mindset training that Taylor talks about and Chris talks about. Um, So, like he said, I'm a marketing wizard. Um, Really, the, the technical term for that is technologist. My job is to create front end web pages, web design, web development, connect them to CRM tools. So, capturing data, but then also making sure the customer journey. So, whether you're signing up for a free ebook, whether you're signing up for a free course or a paid course, you're getting everything you need step-by-step along the process. So making sure anything you pay for or you ask us for, you're going to receive in your inbox and make sure that's seamless. Uh, Looking at fast load times, SEO data, uh, traffic data, making sure all that filters in so we can make better decisions to serve our customers, to serve everyone here in this group, and then to serve more people because this is a large industry. And our goal, my goal personally, is just to help people. So that that's what my job is. I help multiple departments. While my job is marketing related, I actually work within several branches of our industry and several branches of our of our company to make sure that everyone has what they need when it comes to the information we're talking about.
1: Amazing, amazing. And so as far as like the nitty gritty details, without giving away too much information, right, what are some of the some of the things like your average day to day? Do you usually work with like email softwares or how do, how do you integrate um, certain softwares together
0: to make sure it, uh, the whole system runs? yeah I, I can't obviously I can't give away every every trade secret that we have. We have a lot of stuff that is proprietary to us, which is wonderful. I love working with proprietary stuff. But the basics of what my day looks like and really what my week is I start every morning actually looking at numbers. Um, I download data from the day before, I parse it out. I review that with some of our uh, other staff members, whether it's my director or a media buyer or another tech that we might have. Um, to make sure it's clean data in the day before and, and then i look at that data in the course of a uh, seven to 30 day window and that helps give us projections for the rest of the week for the rest of the month and kind of help guide where we're going so i look at multiple points of data so opt-in data email data um, if we sent any emails out the day before that morning opt-in data am i getting enough tracking information in from customers Um, not personal information, anything people share with us, that's great, but where are they coming from specifically, whether it was a button click on the website or if they came in through a specific ad campaign, making sure all that data is cleaned up uh, for everyone to look at. And then the rest of my day is building out new softwares or building out new solutions. So I'll meet with Dane and Alan and those guys will create an idea or run with it and have fun with it. And then so my job is to take the ideation from the top whoever director is for the project and really learn how to integrate it, how to make something real. So an idea to sell a product, say on, um, two stepping a Facebook group. Cool. Well, who do we need in place? A great analogy. If you're a sports fan is, uh, my job is very much like an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. There's a head coach, there's an owner. They make a lot of the big decisions and where the direction is going to go. The head coach calls the play But as a coordinator, I need to know what pieces do I need to have in place? What players need to be on the field? um, What's the specific route of each player, like the integrations of software, where they need to go, how far they need to go, and uh, kind of who needs to swap out at every stage of the the four-down turn if we're continuing the football. I talked to a guy from Ohio State this morning, so I got football on my mind. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Hopefully that does – I mean, usually my big three include – we try to make them objection – or. Right, not objection-based, uh, objective-based. There we know. We're not doing a, dealing with objections at the moment. So <laughs> a lot of mine are, if I'm my goal is a certain email health, a certain open rate, a certain uh, conversion rate, funnel conversion, so front-end page to back-end conversion or even front-end conversion, I have my numbers. If something's converting less than 1%, we cut it or we test it. So those are the numbers I'm looking at the most. And those help define what my big items are for the day and for the week. Usually yeah. I look week to week and then I divide up, look at the look at my week. If say my Wednesday is meeting heavy, I'm going to do very simple tasks on Wednesday, but then Tuesday, Thursday, that's kind of how Monday, Wednesday, Friday are kind of my meeting heavy days. Um, by meeting heavy, I'm maybe in an hour of meetings, some of them more, but it just depends on what we got going on. But Tuesday, Thursday, I'm headphones in, I'm cranking some music work we're designing some pages, we're building some systems. And that's what my week looks like. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, the beautiful thing about being a freelancer is you pretty much create your own degree. You know, you go out there, you learn different things. I know you're kind of telling me, you're talking a little bit this week about opting in and going through other people's funnels and really just getting a lay of the land as far as how competitors are doing it. And just really Understanding the market um, is really important from a freelancer, right? Because you're providing a service to another company, um, which is so cool. Because that before you needed a degree, you needed to get a job, freelancing wasn't that big of a thing. But now contractors and 1099s and freelancers are creating their own company and really providing these services that are really unique because there's no job description, there's no degree. For especially digital marketing, which a lot of our freelancers are in digital marketing, so I just think it's it's super cool to um, hopefully if some of you are in, in here and are wanting to be a freelancer, you could just pick up a couple of things from marketing. You know, it won't be it won't be to Phil's level yet. You know, it'll take you ten years to to get there, but um, just learning certain integrations and reading blogs and opting into other people's forms um, could be could be a great way. So, just wanted to give you all some encouragement if if you wanted to get over that little hump. Um, you know, to become a freelancer, uh, you know, Phil is, is doing this, he's working at the company right now. Uh, but he's, uh, there's always opportunities coming around to, um, to uh, also, you know, uh, freelance for them as well. So you know, people will reach out to you on social media, things like that. So um, kind of yeah, a nice ne- transition.
0: You never know where the opportunity is going to come from. But as long as you're maintaining uh, knowledge in the base, whether uh, one of the key, uh, if you're gonna be a web developer or technologist like me, I think one of the key pillars is curiosity. So uh, like, I mean, the tile is, we're gonna hack somebody through all this and not not illegally, when I mean hack, I mean, collect the information about them that they've made public or they kind of made public. So like for me, I came in through ClickFunnels. That's kind of the software, the books, all that stuff. Uh, everyone knows the names, but... It, I am always looking to see what they're doing. I'm looking to see what big companies like HubSpot, Infusionsoft, what they're doing, even companies not in my direct space. So what is Apple doing? They've got a WWDC next week. Like what's gonna come out next week in software that will affect what I'm doing or what are they doing from a pure marketing standpoint that I might wanna test with because Apple's website is just pure like CSS gold if you're into coding. So anyway, continue Colin, sorry.
1: No, you're, you're good. That was, that was a great addition. That was a great addition. Um, so as far as freelancing, uh, how long have you been
0: freelancing for? What's kind of your experience there? Um, so I graduated college. So I have a degree. It's not in technology. It's, it's a design degree in architectural design. So a lot of my high school years into college years, I worked as a draftsman. So I know AutoCAD and Revit. I learned softwares fast. I think that's one thing that made me good at all of this stuff. I landed in a marketing role at a tractor dealership and I've actually, not only them, but I, I picked up personal clients and I just started building websites for people. So mostly on WordPress. WordPress is a very low cost of entry if you look at it. Um, if you look at other funnel softwares or other software builders, there's, there seems to be a, a level of entry point but WordPress at its core level is a very low entry point. There's templates available. Honestly, there's not a lot of need to really study uh, hard coding unless you're going to just that's going to be your focus to code HTML. So I've built a couple of websites for churches, for architects, uh, for an agri soil company. The guy goes out and actually tests soils for seed companies and farmers, and um, they just wanted to update their branding. So I'm I'm always looking at their site. I'm actually still. Maintaining a couple of those sites, so that's kind of how I got into the freelancing space.
1: Amazing, amazing, uh, super cool. You can start with one skill, and you know that skill can follow you forever. You know, because it's it, it's like you're building your roster of your own resume and your own skill set. Where you know if somebody asks you, can you do this? You're like, oh yeah. And then as you start to learn more skills, you can start to upsell and you know offer more services and just keep them for life. You know, it's it's really your own personal brand, your own business. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Um, what was your experience like before freelancing? You said you were doing a little bit of architect stuff. Um, what, what was that like for you? Uh,
0: it, working for an architect was uh, 55, 60 hours a week. I, I loved it. I loved every minute. I'm a designer. I'm a creative. I, it was a cool challenge. Um, got to work on some really cool projects with a family friend who was an architect in North Carolina. And that that world is still super curious to me i spent a month in europe because of it Um, i've got a great appreciation for the um even in the marketing side if you look at how buildings were made or how towns were made look at a town in italy uh for instance and just look at the structure and the layout or look at milan or some towns in spain just look at the grids that are laid out look at paris um there's like a spider web of how things are connected. And there's a reason to the hierarchy of where they are based on the history and time and moments it was created. And the way we connect to technology is very similar. So while we may connect HubSpot to ClickFunnels, we also may have to use Zapier to put something in place. So when you web flow out and actually diagram it out and building a web page, building a system, it, it's all very similar in the theology and the philosophy of it. So long hours, Working for an architect, loved it. But I also tried getting into the industry during a downturn. So I had to pivot pretty quickly. Um, graduating college, not a lot of opportunity when I came out in 2011. And so I, I landed a role as a marketing assistant with a tractor dealership. What this allowed me to do is it allowed me to learn some of the basics of brick and mortar marketing uh, to a very specific clientele, right? I wasn't working marketing for a Target or a Coles or I've got friends who work for both companies and they love it, but I wasn't trying to learn big corporate. I was learning very small town and relational stuff. So the, the biggest thing I learned through all of that is actually how to build relationships with people because I think that's the biggest asset we have, regardless of our skill set. the biggest asset we have is the people we know and how we communicate with them. So if we build equity, you, you build a relationship, you make yourself very valuable to them as a person, rather than a, an employee or a contractor in that case too. So if you make yourself a bit more valuable without giving away trade secrets without giving away more than what you're paid for, but I think that that's the biggest thing I learned working both those industries before just jumping into freelancing and then to web technology, which is where I am now. Amazing,
1: amazing. And as you were kind of getting into uh, the tractor industry, you know because that's so different, from you were doing a little bit of web development, but it's so different. You said you you've made the the connection now, where you know architects is similar because of the integrations and everything. But when you were just starting out with website building, um, you know I'm sure that transition was uh, scary in in some in some sense, right? Because there's a lot of unknowns. What what were you, what were kind of your limiting beliefs or um, going into that right? Like what were you thinking going into that transition when you first started? Uh...
0: My first limiting belief was I wasn't worth that much. And that's not accurate. My my skill set and what I'm worth to get paid for is not a purely based on the needs of the customer. They're actually based on my needs first. So if you look at the pricing model that we have, they're actually based on how much knowledge I have, uh, regardless of industry, how much work I've put into learning that, and then the value of the skill to the person who needs it. So I think I had to get over the fact that I'm worth more than $500 for a website. I'm worth way more than that. I'm sure if I priced it out now, um, and I'm worth more than I'm worth more than $100 for photo sessions because I did photography as well and our videos. I'm worth more than $200 for a video because I bring something else to the table. I don't just bring my camera or my laptop to build a website for somebody. I bring a knowledge base of understanding who they are and taking the time to learn who they are and their needs because they may come to me and say they need a website. Okay, cool. What kind of website? Are you looking just to host your blog and host your articles? Or do you need some page that's like coming straight from Google My Business and saying, I just need a place where people can come and they just call us. Cool. Those two types of websites are very different, right? One is very much just a a lander getting to know us, letting the customer choose the journey. And the other one's more along the lines of a funnel. like They've come to me for a specific reason. I'm only going to give them one option, and that's the reason they've come. So that's why I I love funnels a lot more than land or websites, because you take away the options. You're truly creating a customer journey from start to finish. So 100%. limiting the belief is, one, I wasn't worth that much, and two, people way smarter than me, which is true. There are people smarter than me in this industry. but that doesn't negate my skill set. that doesn't negate me as a person, I can still reach up to that level. It may take time. Yeah. And that's okay.
1: How, how did you, what was the catalyst for you? If you could pinpoint it down, it's probably hard to pinpoint down looking back, but how, what was the catalyst which helped you start to charge more and start to realize like, no, I actually am valuable. Was it researching more or what, what kind of helped you with that?
0: Uh, I'm gonna be very blunt. It's gonna be very real. Uh, it's my family, right? Um, money is fine. Like I, I don't need money. I don't need money, a lot of money. What I need is actual time. So, and I need time with my family. I have a three-year-old at home. I've got a wife who has medical concerns. So I, what I value most is my time. So if I divide up my day, if I divide up my week, if I divide up my month, even my years, how much time am I willing to give out to somebody else and how much is that worth to me? so that's that was my hurdle um making sure that i was priced and valued at the right time to allow me to spend time at home and spend time away from my computer away from slack away from facebook away from all the other messaging telegram like i'm, I'm i don't answer messages after i don't answer all messages but i don't answer client messages after nine thirty. i may answer text messages because friends and stuff like that we all communicate differently but specific client stuff, I I try not to answer after a certain time every day. And then I take time off. I make sure that that phone is put down or that do not disturb is on. And I take time off because that makes my time more valuable. And therefore, I can put a better price on it.
1: So good. That's so good. And I feel like that a lot of people can relate with that. I know I can. Uh, you said earlier about putting in more work. And, you know, understanding the client, which is good at first, right? you got to understand the client, ask them what they need and provide as much value as you can in that way, right? Uh, actual sweat equity. But when it comes to financial equity and figuring out what you need to pay, like you first, right? Because if you're the freelancer and you're the one giving the value, you value yourself. So it's, it's really not the client. It, it, when you when you value yourself and, you know, say, how much how much is my time worth? and you're actually building your product up that way, you're actually helping the client more because when you serve Mm -hmm. yourself, you can serve the client way better. So I think a lot of people can relate with that, just making sure that you know how to value yourself and um, make sure yeah your your time is protected uh, because you can serve really at the best of your level um, in that way. So great, great point there. Uh, When it comes to um, the reason I guess you kind of answered it there. The reason you started freelancing was the time, right? That's, that's the big reason why you kind of, you were working 60 hours a week and you're like, man, I need more time with my family. Is that the reason you kind of got into yeah. it?
0: That's, that's it right there. I think, I'll, I mean, especially in the last two years with everything going on, I think we've all learned the value of uh, time with family and how we don't need to be spending 40 to 60 hours on something that's not ours something we don't own or something we don't control. You can still work for great companies. I've worked for amazing companies and I truly believe in their vision and their passion. But at the end of the day, I'm still a W two employee or a 1099 contractor. My name is not on the final paycheck. They pay me for something. So am I one, are, are they getting too much out of me? So are they paying me for, are they paying less for my time actually? So am I working more than I'm getting paid for or, you know, do I need to take the opportunity, which is kind of what I've been doing, is how much do I actually control? If I control more of what I'm producing, then I'm in control. I, I, life is all about controlling what you can, but uh, not taking advantage of anything at the same time
1: hundred percent hundred percent yeah, it's a it's a very important dichotomy, but <laughs> it's a very tough one it's It's simple, right? you just you just got to balance. Um, but man, is is it hard and it takes a lot of time to master. So I can tell you've put a lot of time and energy into mastering that because of how high of a priority it is for you. A lot of people just kind of go through the motions, but um, really asking yourself the question of what is important to you and allocating your time uh, into those areas and prioritizing that is is going to do so much for you. It's done so much in my life. I know it's it's done a lot in your life. So Um, Definitely a a great, great point there. Um, Great why to get into into freelancing and all that stuff. Um, But uh, one thing we're trying to really help uh, our students do and our group members, everybody in the traffic and funnels and freelance group is really just trying to help you uh, get over the hurdle when it comes to freelancing right? So if you're either, you know, working a job right now that you're working a lot of hours, you might have a lot of skill in that. It doesn't have to be marketing. It could be anything across the board. You have a certain skill. And if you're looking to really start your freelancing, how much do I charge? How do I handle clients? All of that stuff. Um, we're going to help you across, you know, that's what this group is for, right? Just to give you the free information we're giving back to you. Um, so I'll be bringing on different guests and things like that, but, um, for if you are in marketing and you are trying to just skill up right we also want to provide the training not just for client management and the business management being a freelancer but also just to help you skill up in whatever you want to do you know we have freelancers and people with skills in a bunch of different industries in this group but when it comes to marketing and integrations um phil is a person that we're starting off with here because we know we have a lot of digital marketers here so um When it comes to certain things like hacking your competitors' traffic, which is what this this series is about, right? So when it comes to uh, analyzing your competitors and identifying your persona, using different softwares and tying them together, um, and even way more advanced stuff that's beyond me, like uh, funnel building and looking at data, analyzing data, things like that, um, Phil's going to be taking you through the next couple of weeks to uh, really understand uh, how to hack your competitors' traffic. That way it can help you scale up. It can give you a little bit more of a rabbit hole to di- dive further down. It can give you some some nuggets to hang on to. Uh, so make sure you come prepared the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, we'll start with basic and then it'll go advanced and then high level. So uh, very grateful for Phil's time. And thank you so much, Phil, for hopping on and just giving the value to this group and providing your, your time to do this. Um, you know,
0: Absolutely, it's amazing, absolutely. I mean, I think something that I, I'm i going to leave with gratitude, man, you've just created this opportunity to learn and uh, you're in a great position to help others see what's possible through the connections that you have, both in the TF universe and outside of it. So thank you for everything you're doing for this group and uh, great things to come, man. This group is going to be on fire. So I'm looking stoked. forward to seeing, looking forward to watching it. I'm stoked. I'm stoked.
1: Uh, and real quick, before, before we head out here, uh, we also have a quiz, a free quiz that we built uh, You know, to actually fill, help build that one. Um, so it's, it's a quiz to really help you identify what type of freelancer you are, where you're at in the industry. And, it's, and the goal is really to help you figure out, again, what type of freelancer you are, if you're looking to make that hurdle, um, it'll kind of give you some, some answers to help you self-identify. Um, and really just help you again, get over that hurdle. So I will add the link in the comments below, uh, go ahead and check that out. And you can schedule a call with someone on our team, our client success coaches to help you, uh, really, um, get over that hurdle. You can ask them any questions, things like that to, um, to just help you get on your next step in your freelancer journey.